Roger that, two guys talking, you are good to go. Guys Talking is an internet radio show providing you with entertainment, a sharing of viewpoints, and fun. Join us as we venture into the world of entertainment and discuss a variety of topics, from television shows, DVDs, feature films, and more. This week, Two Guys Talking... Talking Podcast. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I am Brian Sumatros, your other host. And welcome everyone to our Transformers the Movie DVD review, our inaugural DVD review for the Two Guys Talking Podcast. Mike, who would have thought that in 2007 that we'd be doing a Transformers the Movie DVD (laughs) review? You know, it's really great because not only is the new Michael Bay movie coming out, it's actually out now and we're going to go see it tomorrow. But I can remember vividly when this original movie came out way back. In 1986, I can remember it clear as a bell. Well, I mean, I obviously you're in the same pretty much generation that I am. I yeah. mean, you played with Transformers, had all the toys. Yeah, or no, uh, it started with comic books for me actually. Did it? Okay. So I had all the original comic book sets, and then it came out with so, the, the toys. So the comic books were before the toys, right? Or? Really? Yep. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know that, but yeah. uh, I, I didn't have any of the comic books, but I had every one of the toys. And yeah. I mean, I was glued to the television. Yeah. Now I didn't have every toy. What I did have was all the GI Joe. Stuffs, and the reason I had the GI Joe stuffs was because of the GI Joe series, right? And then the Transformers I got were because of the comic book, and then also when the Transformer the show came out. And you just got to think that the people behind the marketing—I mean, obviously that's marketing one hundred and one back in the eighties. Oh yeah, you, when you're tying cartoons on the televisions with a toy line. Yeah. And you mentioned G.I. Joe. I mean, G.I. Joe was a big thing for me. I'm, I'm still a G.I. Joe fan. Still yeah. collect a lot of the G.I. Joe yeah. comic books. Yeah. You know, Transformers. I, mean, I, I just, I remember, do you remember your very first Transformer toy that you got? Which uh, guy it was? Yeah, I ripped off a friend, one, the uh, the little the dog from Soundwave, Savage. Ravage? Ravage, yeah. yeah. I, I ripped that off from a friend of mine. Adam, Adam, if you're listening to the Two Guys Talking 24 podcast, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, Adam, if you're listening yeah, my, my and you want that one Adam. back. Yeah, yeah. But I remember my very first one, and I remember my mom giving it to me. I think it was like on Easter or something. Yeah. And uh, it was Blue Streak. It was the little uh, sports car Blue for Streak. the Autobots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I remember playing with him, I mean, night and day. I mean, I'd transform him back and forth. Yeah. And I remember getting so depressed when I broke off part of the back end of the car, the yeah. little glass part. The it was almost get... like a, a hatchback or something. Yeah. The things that get me on that, too, are like the stickers when the stickers that come off? Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. It's not the same toy anymore. Right. Yeah, the little Autobot or Decepticon yeah. uh, sticker too because yeah, so you, you would rub that off. Yeah. And well, like, now oh. he's not one. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. I can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy. 
But man, I mean, Transformers was just huge, especially for, again, our generation. It was gigantic. I can remember when the show was on. It was on at a 3.30 slot right after G.I. Joe at 3 o'clock. Right after you got off of school. I mean, you got home. Got off the bus, ran home, saw that, and then right after that was Tennessee Tuxedo. Right after that. Remember, it clears the bell. In any case, what we're going to review today is the 20th anniversary special edition of Transformers, the movie that actually came out last year, September in 2006. Yeah, and there's actually two versions of the disc. Uh, The original one was out, I believe, I don't know, three to five years ago, and I actually had that one too. Yeah, yeah. And that was basically... it. It was taken from. It looked like it was almost just lifted off the television screen. Right. You know. Right. I mean, it was a pretty poor quality. Yeah. The neat thing about this disc too is that they actually have pieces of it where they go back and showcase what is what it used to look like and what it looks like now. And when I say it is night and day, it is night and day. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a, not just an enhanced color thing. They've gone back and they've really done a great job of restoring this to what is brilliant color. And one of the other things, I believe it's anamorphic widescreen on this presentation, yeah. isn't it? Which most are not. You'll notice that even a lot of the movies today do not adopt the anamorphic widescreen where this one has. It's and, really cool. And that's actually quite a bit of work that they had to go through to get it to do that because it wasn't originally uh, presented that way. But I'll tell you, right. watching uh, the original DVD that was out, let's say, three to five years ago, and, and I watched that probably, I don't know, 10 to 20 times. Yeah. And uh, popping this in for the first time, I mean, like you said, it is night and day. Right. Uh, it's, it's where you can hearken back to a memory, and you're like, man, I really remember that. And then you look at the screen, and you're like, boy, I don't remember that. And the right. reason is because it's, I think it's just restored past what it originally did look like. Because if you remember, we saw it on the, on the, big what, screen. Was the, yeah. the big screen, the silver screen. And even then, you don't have what, especially in my case now in the theater, we've got HD. It is just a completely different experience. It is, and but let's not get too excited about the transfer of it because there's right. only so much that they could do with the original right. uh, footage that they have of the movie. I mean, Correct. if you're if you're wanting to compare this to a cartoon that has come out in the last you know ten fifteen years, mm-hmm. it's not going to look at all right. like that. But you know what, given though, it, what they started with, yeah. I mean, it's it's a beautiful transformation from what they had. The widescreen is great. Watch it on widescreen, mm-hmm. true widescreen. I mean, it is. You're, you're, you see everything. It's almost like being back in the theater. What I also like about Transformers, especially this movie, is that you can hold it up to any, and I do mean any anime that is on available currently, either, whether on DVD or in real life, and it's it holds up, and I think it kicks everyone else's ass. Well, I think it's a lot better, especially compared to a lot of just what I consider crap anime that yeah. is out within the last, after the golden years, which I consider the 80s. Yeah. And I, I agree totally you know with what, that. You know what? I'm not a big fan of the new cartoons that are out, especially of G.I. Joe and Transformers. Right. Where they're, I, th- I guess they're computer animation. And it just leaves me kind of cold. It looks I, like I don't I'm like looking the at, animation it, that right, way. Right. It looks like I'm looking at really bad computer special effect shots every single second. And it looks cheap. Yeah. The other thing that the new, and I remember seeing this, someone had mentioned that uh, there's a, quote, new Transformers cartoon out. And what it is, is it's segments of the classic cartoons, but every 15 seconds or so, they have the giant cartoon logo that pops up, whether it's the Decepticons or the Autobots. And then it switches to something else, and it's like, this thing is going to make me ADD. I, 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 can't, I can't take it. Right, right. Well, you know, and just to talk a little bit about actually going to the movie, and again, uh, you mentioned briefly at the beginning of the podcast. Right. I remember the advertisements on TV, and I i mean, this was the biggest thing for me is, right. wow, Transformers the movie after, I think, two years of being on television. Right. And uh, I, I remember, it's still fresh in my head, sitting in front of the television, the trailer opening up saying, five years into the making, 
Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, five years making this cartoon. <laughs> five years, cool. longer than I've been alive. Wow. And uh, going to the theater, I saw it by myself. I think it was in the summer. I, obviously, I, I, I think it was in the summer. Yep. And uh, going in there by, by, the by myself, summer, yeah. and there were other kids there. And actually, my mom dropped me off late. So I walked in there <laughs> right as... Even as Megatron, a kid, Brian was late. Yeah, right as Megatron and the Constructicons and Starscream and Soundwave... Uh, break into Ironhide's ship right. on his way to Earth. Yeah. And I walk in during that scene, and watching that scene, and we'll talk a little bit more in the yeah. review about yeah. it, and I was like, whoa. And then Amazing. in the what, what happens ultimately to Optimus Prime, right. I'm sitting there, and I kid you not, I mean, I was a little choked up watching it, and there were other kids and there, other boys watching it crying. Yeah. No, I mean, that's how, not Optimus. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it just goes to that. show you, I mean... I, it, I just think it was such a great, well done movie yeah. for a toy line. Yeah, yeah, really a great preview to what is a great DVD. Let's get straight to the hype of Transformers the movie, the 20th anniversary edition. You guys the hype. We talked just briefly a little bit about the hype that we saw on television from the original movie release. The hype for the DVD was something, I think, extraordinarily different. Not just because I am now a father with my own child that would love to sit and watch this, but it, a DVD just has a completely different hype. Well, and especially uh, something that harkens back to when we were so young that brings back such great memories. I remember knowing, and I had, again, I had the original DVD. Right. Uh, from a few years ago, and then I heard from one of the websites I go to, uh, either DVD Review uh, is one that I visit that said that the Transformers movie was going to re-release. Yeah, the digitalbits.com. Yeah, they were going to re-release the DVD, and it was right. going to be all fixed up and looking pretty. And Two I was disc like, wow, version, I wonder why special doing features, that. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about the live-action movie coming out. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they had tied that into... The, the live action movie coming out within six, seven, eight yeah, months. Yeah, I can remember when they first announced that Michael Bay was going to have a movie uh, about the Transformers. And then I remember almost instantly seeing this video that was circling and continues to circulate around the internet of a Volkswagen bug mm -hmm. that changes from a Volkswagen bug very convincingly into what is a robot and then runs off into the screen and transforms and drives away. And originally I thought that that was a part of it. And I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty interesting. What you've seen now. In regard to previews for what is the movie, the Transformers is really spellbinding. And it really, the whole handshake of Transformers, especially in the new movie, I think is something that is a, is a piece of marketing genius. And that's why we're doing a review on this. Not just because Transformers, the real movie by Michael Bay is coming out, but because this deserves way more attention than it got back in September of last year. Well, you know, and you also take a look at, you know, not only the movie being a great movie, but, uh, you know, the DVD case, everything that's packaged within it. I mean, it's yeah. it's a quality thing. It's not something that's uh, cheaply done, and I think right. the company that did it. It's uh, Sony, BMG, Hasbro. Whatever whatever companies were in charge of actually <laughs> else, redoing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it's a beautiful presentation of the yeah. movie. It's a, it's a two-disc set. It's a two-disc set. With a lot set. of extras. Uh, lots of extras, but also it's just the, the case is just so well done. It's not just a plastic black case that so many movies are going to now. The DVDs themselves are very ornate. Art is actual art from either the movie or something post-production that's been done specifically for the DVD. There's also a hologram slat that was put on the front of it inside the plastic mm -hmm. so that you have the, the uh, hologram. But then there's also 
in mine, there just happened to be an Autobots uh, decal that you can put onto a T-shirt. Yeah. And I'm certain that somewhere somebody's got a Decepticon one that's just like yeah. this. Yeah, it, it's just it's just a really very well-packaged yeah. uh, item there. And it's definitely anybody that's a Transformer fan or grew up with the toys or anything, you definitely need to get this, especially if you're thinking about going out to watch the movie. Not that they uh, relate hand-in-hand, hand, but it's just something that a true Transformer fan is going to have to have and see. The good. I don't think we have enough time in this podcast to talk about all the goods, but I'll tell you the one that sticks out in the absolute forefront of my mind are the commentaries on this disc. Now, whether or not you're a commentary fan of DVDs in general, it's basically where the movie plays, and instead of listening to the what is the you know loud, uh, very well done soundtrack in in this case for yeah. this DVD. You actually hear either the director or the actors or the voices, which they do have on this. But what they also have inside of this one uh, is a wonderful track that's done by people from the fan organizations of the Transformers. And the reason I mentioned is because we've gotten into podcasting in the last two years. We even have our own podcast network at twoguystalking.com. That's the number two, guystalking.com. And on this disc is a wonderful read by a gentleman that had the original script Mm-hmm. of Transformers movie. Yeah. And so what he's able to impart to you is where the where the movie that was made departs from what was the original one and then he reads you a piece of the script as it was supposed to be done. Yeah. That really is cool. It's one of those little secret nuggets that you wish you could have with every movie experience and it's on this disc. Well, and one of the commentaries that you mentioned about that's very much like the podcasting that we do and and actually it's very much like the overcasting right. thing that you talk about Yeah, that uh, we're with doing with Overcast, Over- Media. Overcast Media and the Shield currently, uh, right? They have a I don't know if it was a hidden episode called Scramble City. Yeah, yeah. Where they talked uh, basically it introduced all of the cool Transformers that came out, I don't know, somewhere after generation or the the third season where the, you know, kind of like the Constructicons. Right. And uh I you know yeah. the ones that basically feature a lot of the bigger Transformers. Were, right, right. Where know, there's kinda, many that turn into one, yeah, like Voltron. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like the Constructicons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's got basically average Joe guys talking about uh, what's going on behind the, the the episode and everything. And it's really cool. There's a ton of extra features on here. And Mike is just is dead on as far as this being part of the great parts of the DVD. Right. Is I mean, you can sit here and I think there's over, what they say, five, six hours worth of content on yeah. the DVD. Yeah. And it's, it's on two DVDs, so you get not only that, but you get just not only the widescreen original theatrical widescreen version, but you also have the full screen version. So those of you that hate widescreen, you're not left out on this disc. And it is full screen revisited so that you get the same brilliant colors, except that it's in full screen edition. Darkness and death. Mike, I still I go back to the first time I saw this movie and the adult themes and the darkness and the death that is presented within yeah. this DVD, within the movie itself, yeah. it's it's something that we're, I don't know if we would get that in a movie for kids these days. You know what's really funny is uh, the first image I remember seeing in this film inside the trailer was a picture of Unicron. It's funny that we're talking about this because three weeks ago, the Fantastic Four movie opened up and... It's the uh, the Rise of the Silver Surfer, the second Fantastic Four film. And in there, they were able to provide you with what is a vision of... And it's not the, it's not the Galactus that's this big Roman-looking dude that's eating planets. That's not what they provided. But they provided what basically is... If you had to make Unicron something real, mm-hmm. they did it. Yeah. They did it in that movie. And that's why... 
if they ever decide to revisit this movie after doing what is, I'm sure, going to be something at least remotely successful with the new live-action Transformers coming out, they won't have any problem at all doing it. Right. I guarantee it. Well, you know, you think about the movie and just about every main character that we all grew up with from the first two seasons of Transformers dies. Yeah. I mean, you're talking. And, and some of them, it's, it's not blood. It's not no, oil but it's it's very out. graphic. Very though. graphic. I mean, it, you know what's funny is too the the uh, guy that did the the track over this said that it was supposed to be even more dark, and I'm yeah. like, you gotta be kidding me. Which I I think would be even oh hell greater. yeah. Sign but me again, up, we man. go back we go back to you know the marketing for who is it marketed towards and for right. kids. I now being a father, I think that would be a little too dark for my son to yes, see. I agree, but for an adult sci-fi kind of guy who loves Transformers, I mean, I think it was done brilliantly. It was so much better than the G.I. Joe movie. You remember the G.I. Joe yes. movie? And Nobody the G- re- See, the G.I. Joe movie tried to go where this did, but it didn't in the end. And in the end, he gets the he gets the snake staff in the heart, and then he comes out with a with a with an arm sling on. Right. Was that Flint? <laughs> that happened to Flint or something? Some, I remember the controversy in the movie because uh, I thought Flint or somebody was supposed to actually die in the movie, yeah. and the test audiences didn't like it, and so they went back and made sure that nobody died in the movie right right so and i think that's kind of you know chicken oh, out duke. a little bit duke yeah. was, was it duke okay. yeah duke is the one that gets the staff okay. in the heart and i mean there's blood everywhere and yeah he doesn't die but the transformers i mean they pull no punches i mean we're no, talking not at all i mean how can you kill 95 percent of your original <laughs> cast uh i mean you kill off optimus you kill off megatron starscream ironhide i mean there's probably 20 Transformers that we all grew up with. We all had the toys that die in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And you would think that would be death to the to the toy line or to the to the cartoon because yeah, you kill off you, guys that you follow. Right. And you know they never do that in like real life television. Oh, well, I I guess they did on the Hitbox Show 24. Season 5. That's right. Where they, where they kill half the half the cast, but still people follow them. So yeah. it, it's weird. It's but, weird. You know, just as far as the, the, the entire movie itself was very dark. Yeah. And again, it's just uh, the death scenes, uh, you know, even at the beginning when you were talking about, you know, Unicron's coming up and it's getting ready to, to basically munch down on this uh, robot planet. Yeah. And you've got these little kid robots running around, <laughs> throwing a ball and everything. And I mean, Unicron comes in and just starts eating and chomping up things. And it really sets the the, the table for what's to come in the movie. Right. It provides you with tone that yeah. is missing in almost every single uh, cartoon animated show, regardless of whether or not it's, it's quote anime or not. Right. It's a lot of that is missing nowadays, and, really. And to kill off your big hero within twenty minutes of the show, I mean that's ballsy. There. Huge, huge. You guys the fantastic script. We will be here all night talking yeah. about the, the the good things on this uh, the movie in general yeah. and on the yeah. DVD. But I think the script. And whoever the writers were, as far as giving the script to uh, all the characters that we loved, uh, should just get mega kudos for mm-hmm. just some of the lines that they threw out. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I remember off the top of my head is uh, after the big battle between Optimus and Megatron and the Decepticons get onto Astrotrain and it's and Astrotrain's taken off and they're in space. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, the Decepticons that are still viable and working uh, vote to kick off the ones that are basically dying or whatever, and and uh, it's no holds barred, man. It's just off the boat. Yeah, get off they, the island. And they, you know, they they pick up all the old ones. And I mean, this great, fantastic scene. You got Starscream picking up Megatron, and uh, Starscream's carrying him out to the to the edge of Astrotrain, and Starscream kind of goes, "Oh, how it pains me to do this." <laughs> and Megatron goes, "Wait." 
I still function. <laughs> Wanna bet? Star scream. And I, just lines like that are just are just perfect, and, yeah. and the way they were played out. It and, is it is comic book writing shown at its ultimate best, and it, they just they don't make movies like that or cartoons like this anymore. Uh, well, they definitely don't make cartoons like this. Uh, another great one that I remember is uh, Starscream, and uh, the rest of the Decepticons are back on uh, Cybertron, and yeah. they're getting ready to coronate Starscream as the new leader. Starscream standing on top of this, uh, <laughs> I don't know, pyramid or something, and then out of out of nowhere, Galvatron, uh, you know, Megatron reincarnated yeah. with all his henchmen come flying down. As Star- Leonard Nimoy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Starscream goes, "Who disrupts my coronation?" <laughs> it's coronation, Starscream. <laughs> Such bad comedy. Megatron, is that you? <laughs> Here's a hint. And then he transforms into his his little cannon and yeah. just disintegrates Starscream. <laughs> and I'm just like. Oh, to this day, it's not it's not cheesy. It's not campy. The writing's solid. I and mean, it, it is rock and it, solid. And it doesn't get matched. I'm, I'm trying to think of another movie in the class of this movie, and there just simply isn't one. There is not one. You guys More commentary goodness. They have Nelson Shin, the director of this movie, in there as well, and... In addition to what is his, uh, I won't call it broken English, but it's definitely Oriental-fied <laughs> commentary, which is incredibly good. They've they've also got Flint Dilly, who is a story consultant, and then Sue Blue, who is the voice of RC from the sh- from the show. And it, it's great to get her perspective because just like the voices that are currently in The Simpsons, who have been doing it for twenty years as well, you get her perspective from back then. Because as, you'll, as you can imagine, when Simpsons started, there was a much greater female movement in general. When this movie came out, it was all just starting for females. It was the mid-80s. You know, it was the, the new working girls time. And it's great to get her perspective on what is the voice artistry of back then as well, up, as, well as up to now. Didn't you find it fascinating, now that you mentioned RC, that they made anatomically correct Transformers? And they why did. there was a need for a female Transformer with boobs? Um... I'm not sure. I didn't notice any of that. I have no memory of that event, Senator. I'm sorry. You, guys you can't mention the movie without the soundtrack. Yeah. Okay, Mike, I'm without sounding campy or anything, we we kind of touched on, on this a little bit, but I tell you what, I'm not a big rock guy. I'm not a big hairband guy or anything like that. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the one thing I do remember... The first thing that really comes to my mind when you when you're talking Transformers the movie is the soundtrack. That's right. And I know it's kind of goofy. <laughs> it's not I know goofy. people kind of kind of goof around on it, and make fun of it, but I love the soundtrack. I mean, it is, I, to this I'd day, I like to make that a we, we, a we love the soundtrack. You loved it too. That's right. In fact, I love it so much. Look what I got for you, my what friend. What is that? This is the original. Transformers the movie oh, soundtrack from 1986. This. That is for you. I have my been friend. looking for the soundtrack to that because all I have <laughs> are some like dubbed uh, B-side uh, tracks that I right. recorded a long time ago. Well, enjoy the raw tracks direct from Amazon that, that I'm certain awesome. that you will enjoy and burn quickly. Well, I mean, I mean Transformers. I mean, it made Stan Bush. Yes. I mean, the touch well, without question. And I mean. All of them are just outstanding. The the uh, trans. In fact, you've heard some of the music inside of this review from that soundtrack, and uh, we have no intention of paying any royalties to anybody. 
because we love you that much. That's well, and, we and if you. anybody that uh, wants to uh, listen to the songs or buy the CD, they can go where now? You can go to our website. We'll link it up from our website. Oh, cool. So that Amazon, the people that actually made the songs, will get benefit from it, but even to, though it's not from us. Yeah, but uh, you know, going back to talking about the soundtrack and uh, you know, going back to the one scene where Megatron and, again, the Constructicons uh, blast into... Uh, <laughs> Ironhide's, Ironhide's ship. Uh, ship. Yeah. And then that, you know, <laughs> instrument sound destruction. Yeah. All that going on. I mean, and I don't care for that music. Yeah. But somehow it just it fits. worked. It fits. It all it fits. Just, In fact, I was listening to this at work the other day, and the song that's totally missed and completely underrated is The Death of Optimus Prime. It's one of the best yeah. serene songs that's ever been made, but it just fell into the black hole of nothingness because it's attached to this movie. And, and speaking of Optimus Prime, and again, talking about the soundtrack, tell me if this gave you goosebumps, because this still gives me goosebumps when, whenever I watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, Decepticons are basically annihilating Autobot City. Kicking ass, taking Op- names. Optimus yep. Prime and the Dinobots are coming in on the ship to, to save the day, and Optimus finally lands, and he sees Megatron and those guys over there, and I mean... The, the day looks lost. Yeah, and Optimus. I mean, he just comes out in his John Wayne esque, you know, st- you know, stature and says, "The Megatron must be stopped." And then he transforms, and then you hear, "You get the touch." <laughs> Optimus starts rolling out as the as the eighteen wheeler, and then all of a sudden he just starts mowing down the Decepticons, Left and then and right. he starts transforming, and then the fire comes out from under his, his legs or yeah. whatever. He's kind of flipping up in the air, and he's just shooting them. Every time I see that with the music, I mean, it just gives me chills. It's, and it's, it's, it's the awesome. production of it is just awesome. And something that's really missed, too, both inside of all of the Transformers original uh, cartoons, as well as the G.I. Joe stuff, is where you've got 8,000 laser rounds going off everywhere. And usually, nobody dies. Well, not in this movie, my friend. Yeah. There's all kinds of destruction, and it is awesome. Well, it's just awesome. You think everywhere you turn and every five minutes of the movie, somebody's dying. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's it was something different that you, you don't see, and you don't see to this day still. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Optimus going in and kicking ass, taking names, but the death of Optimus Prime. It's one of those things where, and they even talk about this in the commentary, is that how can you show a, a robot dying? Because, I mean, it's just, it's just robot, right? Yeah. Well, all they did was they bleached the color. Yeah. They bleached the color and mm-hmm. instantly, right? Death, right? Awesome, just awesome, and just the emotion that comes out. Even you know, even as an adult, you know, you're just like, oh damn, they just killed Optimus, Optimus Prime. Yeah, and and again, you like you said, it's 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So you know, it's it's it, just, it's almost like uh, season five again for 24, yeah. where they killed David Palmer within yeah. the first uh, five, ten minutes of yeah. the show. Yeah, 11 minutes in. Yeah. The brilliant casting. One shall stand, one shall fall. You know, something that's followed the new Michael Bay movie, of course, is the voice of Optimus Prime done by Peter Cullen. And not only is Peter Cullen featured in this, but you've got Peter Cullen, you've got Frank Welker, you've got Eric Idle, you've got Judd Nelson, you've got Robert Stack, Orson Welles, Scatman Crothers, Casey Kasem, and Leonard Nimoy inside of this movie. And... 
how how can I provide you with greater names than those? And, and this was before the time where cartoons were huge, where everybody wanted to get on and be a voice and instead be a of voice. a cartoon. Because it's, that's that's yeah. the rage these days yeah. is to be the voice of a cartoon. Yeah. Well, in fact, even the the new live action film is pulling what mm-hmm. is a giant listing of famous voices in. Although the I was kind of surprised because the only voice they're pulling over from what is original and in fact this movie is again Peter Cullen who is the voice of Optimus Prime mm-hmm. they've opted not to pick up anybody else from any of the generations of interesting I wonder know. how they're going to do Starscream because he was I mean he's such a bombastic son of a bitch yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I, I've only heard like a little tiny bit of what his voice sounds like and oh, it's really? nothing like Sarah, it not, no really? it's not what they have done is with uh, inside the live action movie you know they brought in Hugo Weaving from the Matrix films who plays Agent Smith in that as Megatron oh, really? so uh, the flavor that they've given his voice is outstanding, too. I mean, it, it's totally Megatron-esque. It's very well done. There's a thin line between being a hero and being a memory. You guys Introduction to a new generation. Mike, and probably the best part of a movie like this, uh, for the DVD especially, is sharing it with a completely different generation. Right. You and I are both fathers. Uh, you've got a little girl. I've got a little boy. And I don't <laughs> know if, if the little girls like the Transformers or not. Yeah. But uh, my little boy is almost three. Within the last few weeks is a huge Transformers fan. Yeah. And it was based off of the movie, the right. DVD movie. That you uh, watch 10 to 15 times a yeah. week. <laughs> Which I've watched it 15 times a week the last week. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it is it is so cool to see him. You know, he knows Optimus Prime, Megatron. He knows Autobots, Decepticons. He loves the uh, the Dinobots. He, I mean, he's a real big into dinosaurs and everything. So that was great to have that in there too. Yeah. Just to be able to share something like that with your kid. I mean, it's something really special, especially something that you grew up with 25 years ago. Yeah, it, it is a showcase into the past that you, not only you can revisit, but also your kids get to revisit. And that brings us to our first call to the audience. What did you guys think of this movie? What does it provide to you as perspective to not only your life, but how movies have progressed since back then in 1986? Send us an email at info at com. That's the number com, And let us know what you think. The bad. You know, I think one of the only things that I can really say that's bad about this is that there wasn't a follow-up. There wasn't a follow-up movie that could be either made or maybe the movie back then just wasn't profitable enough to go, ding, we need another one like they do nowadays. Yeah. Well, I think just the money that it required to make, and just the amount of time. Yeah, I just I don't know if that was something that uh, that they were able to do. And and honestly, looking back, I mean, really, I mean, how can you top that movie? I mean, you know, you, we, <laughs> we talked a little bit on our other show, The Lunchtime Gab, yeah, about. Uh, you know how Disney's no longer going to make the sequels, sequels that nobody Cinderella cares about. 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know something like Transformers the movie two or something. I, I'm just not sure if that would have been done very well. Right. Um, would I have liked to have seen something like that done? Yeah. I mean, if it was done well, mm-hmm. it's just hard to say. But well, uh, see, I think I agree with you in that it couldn't be done well because if we look at the crap that they provide as what I honestly think is that new mechanized, computerized, mm-hmm. transformer stuff. It, it, it's like watching a seizure. 
Yeah. You know, and I just I have no interest in that. I want some story. I want some dialogue. I want characters that inspire me and make me want to watch something. And I don't see that in the well, new Transformers stuff. And, and here's another thing, you know, based off of what we were just talking about uh, with the Transformers, the movie, we had the lead in because all the characters we all knew. Right. If they were to make Transformers 2, let's say a couple of years even after this movie came out, you have a whole new cast of Transformers that you have to get used to. And really, are you going to really care as much as you did the first generation of Transformers? No. And, you know? we and know, that was the we, big thing with well, the movie we, is that you kill off the main guys. Right. Well, and we know that as well because the newest movie, the Michael Bay movie, is including all of the original characters. Yeah. It's not, it hasn't gone off on some tangent to provide you with something completely alien, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's providing you with something that is totally familiar and even the the total change of what they've done with the look of, I think all of of what is the Autobots and the Decepticons, yeah. there still is a flavor so that you get a transfer from what was to what is. So, do you know for sure what is carried over from the original thing that you and I know of as being Transformers to the new live action movie? Uh, as far as did they take into account anything from the original movie as people being dead? No. No, so everything's kind of it's rebooted. started over again. Yep. Okay, yep. so it's like Batman Begins or Superman Returns. Right. Or They've changed a little bit of the lore, which we won't get into in yeah. this podcast because we don't want to spoil anything yeah. for the movie, which we're going to review also. But no, nothing. You guys China Cup Transformers. <laughs> okay. Of the few bad things about the movie, and again, I love the fact that we kill off a bunch of guys, but why is it so easy to kill off the Transformers? Yeah. Both Autobots and Decepticons. You know, we go back again to the scene that we're going to touch on for the third time, Megatron coming in, breaking into Ironhide's ship. Right. And transforms into his gun, Starscream starts shooting up Ironhide, and I think Prowl's on there also. One shot, and I think he shoots Braun too. Yeah. One shot, and they're dead. Yeah. Well, not Ironhide, but you know, Ironhide eventually dies after getting shot again. <laughs> right. But why is it so hard for them, or why was it so easy to kill these guys off? I mean, everywhere you look, because just you like one get, shot and they die. Because you couldn't get a long enough contract with the voice talent. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, other than other than the, I don't know what else it could have been. Because, yeah, I because mean, you remember there's watching. There's no reason the, to just kill people to kill people. Right. You know. But I just, it's just kind of funny. It's kind of like, you know, with the Stormtrooper armor that people, you know, talk about with Star, with Star Wars. When yeah. you shoot a Stormtrooper and they're dead with the armor on. Yeah. You know, you've got these Transformers and we've seen them on television. They get shot up and everything. And, yeah. You know, really not much damage. Uh, but, you know, just the Autobots just fall over so easy in the first 30 minutes of the show. And you're just like, how delicate are they? Yeah. Yeah. You guys Commentary list photographs. One of the things that I think always I feel kind of gypped on when I get a DVD and it's got what is a quote photo gallery. <laughs> I know I'm totally spoiled and I know it would take up more disk space, but I would like to have some discussion about the pictures that you can see. And sadly, on this one, you don't have that. All you have are just the stills inside of the the uh, the photo gallery that they have. Um, maybe something else that could be done for the 30th anniversary release. Yeah, you know, I've never really been happy about uh, any photo galleries that have come on the movies. I haven't there, there hasn't been one that I've seen where I was like, oh, wow. And usually I don't even go through them anymore. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're usually no, such a I'll waste of time. I'll tell you, the time. last one that wowed me was the original Extreme Edition Terminator 2 release. Oh, really? Because, I mean, you've got, you know, it's, it's something insane. It's like 2,000... Uh, during production photographs 
that were taken while they were filming the movie. So you have what are reminiscent vision of what you what you saw during the filming of the movie, but then they show when they're taking pictures, they'll show you the back of what the actors look like. So you could see all the squib attached to Arnold as he's coming through that hall and being shot up, mm-hmm. and then they they have pictures of the robot that was then being shot up, but then the squibs are going off on him. That's cool stuff, but you don't see that. All, yeah. all you usually see now, especially in the new DVDs, what you see are stills from the movie as photos inside of the gallery. And I, that's just, that's a jip. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where a lot of the stuff you can just get on the internet anyways. You just right. do a Transformers the movie uh, you know, Google search and it'll come up with the same picture. It's so funny that you mentioned the internet because this, the original Transformers planet is basically an internet bound planet, which we have become. Mm-hmm. Since then, I mean, what, what do you mean? Well, back then we had what I would say is no internet. You don't walk into a place and oh, well, let's go get on the internet. Back uh, then, mm-hmm. I think defense contractors had, and the defense department obviously had something that was some sort of worldwide net, but they had nothing like what we have today, which is a basically a, a diverse online landscape of all media of all kinds. Their planet had that. That's what their planet was based on, and it's neat that. We've had that come to fruition for us, basically. Yeah. And again, it's just it's a piece of the Transformer tech and mystique that has erupted inside of our time. And it's it's really cool. It's really cool. Brian, final thoughts on Transformers the movie, the twentieth anniversary special edition. Mike, I think this is an easy one. Any Transformer fan that's out there, anybody that grew up with Transformers, has to have this 20th anniversary this is a DVD in yep. the collection. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that uh, like sci-fi, I mean, not necessarily Transformers or anything, I mean, it's a good movie to have in your collection. It's yeah. something that harkens back to an age where cartoons were in their golden age. And yeah. I'll use that terminology again. On a scale of one to four, I definitely would uh, grade this a three. Uh, it's definitely something I would recommend to other people to uh, go out and get. Yeah, uh, I'm going to join you in the accolade for this two-disc version of Transformers the Movie, the 20th Anniversary Special Edition, and I'm going to give it a four. I think this is uh, worthy of four Autobot heads. The special features alone, being what is a, a budding overcaster slash commentary provider, are something to revel in, and it is... We always talk about precedent inside of what is podcasting and how it's always being said every day. This is one of the discs you will be able to go back to and go, that's how podcasting and commentary started, where it's just a fan. It's, it's a guy that loves Transformers, and he talks about the movie, he talks about how the movie could have been, what they thought it should have been, and how it did turn out. And I love that. I love that he imparts the passion that I have for it that I haven't even thought of yet to me during the commentaries. When you throw that on top of what is a great movie anyway, that I guarantee you will never be made again. We'll never see another cartoon movie like this ever again. I'm certain of that. When you roll that all up into one ball, you have a DVD that deserves a spot in every single collection. And so there you have it. Our first DVD review that is clearly more than meets the eye. If you've enjoyed this podcast or think you could even add in some stuff that we've forgotten about this great DVD... We've got our 2007 I Hear Your Podcast Contest coming up. Remember that this year, we have our second annual I Hear Your Podcast Contest, sponsored by Acoustica's Mixcraft Software and Overcast Media's Overcast Software. For more information on the contest and our sponsors, head out to twoguystalking.com, the number two, guystalking.com. 
It would be great to have more people making more podcasts for the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Remember, it's all about passion and providing what you think to other people. Entry deadline is August 15th. And the winner will be announced on September 1st, 2007. And so we come to the end of our first inaugural and very successful Transformers the Movie 20th Anniversary Special Edition DVD Review. And be on the lookout for the Transformers Live Action Movie Review, which will be out in the next couple weeks at twoguystalking.com. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I am Brian Smakros, your other host. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Two Guys Talking Show. We hope you'll tell your friends and co-workers about us, and don't forget to put us on your podcast list. As always, you can visit and contact us online at twoguystalking.com. That's the number, twoguystalking.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. <laughs>